Hello and welcome to episode 172 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host Mark Hamer and joining me tonight is Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. Yeah. Good, good. Do you have a good Christmas, New Year? Good Christmas, good New Year. Very quiet, very sedate, mm. as it can be with a four-year-old anyway, who's absolutely yeah. obsessed with Hot Wheels. <laughs> so lots of Hot Wheels tracks being built. It was good fun. Yeah, I went, yeah, a, bit, quite, I went a bit crazy. Uh, oh yeah, I spoiled him far too much. Mm. So yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was oh, good fun. Good. good, good fun. Hey, that's what a good parent does, though, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, buy, buy exactly. him all the things that you want, and then tell him that, uh-huh. that he really likes it. That's what you do. That's what a really good parent yeah. does, right? I need a kid so I can buy all, <laughs> buy them all the toys that I will secretly play with. That's it. When they're not looking, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, sorry our Christmas, uh, uh, New Year's Eve break sort of thing was a little bit quieter. I, uh, my place of work closes completely, just shuts down over the Christmas period. So I was like, I'm going to do loads of streaming because my other half's going to be working. Uh, I'm going to be stuck at home with not a lot to do. And I thought, I'll just, I'll just stream like every day or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then right before Christmas... Um, my other half gets sent home from work. She's not feeling very well. Um, she goes and gets tested. Um, and I, by then I'm not feeling very well either. So I get tested as well. We think, ah, it's just going to be nothing. We just, she's got cold. I picked up a cold, whatever. Six o'clock in the morning, Christmas day, we get results through and we both tested positive. And I was like, oh, this is... This is great because I um, we'd planned to go over to my parents on Christmas Day. Lovely. Um, my sister was going to be there, my brother-in-law uh, and my niece. And we're going to have a lovely Christmas Day over there, big Christmas dinner and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and obviously couldn't do that. Uh, so then we were stuck at home, no like Christmas food in because we hadn't planned to eat at home. Um, so I had to like... My sister came and dropped off a care package, and I just <laughs> left a couple of bags with their presents in on the front doorstep for them to pick up. Lovely. Um, and then, yeah, just spent the, the the entire rest of like the, the Christmas, New Year's Eve break week sat in, but uh, like horrible, like just feeling. We rough. got off. We got off lightly, right? But yeah. it was still like the worst case of flu that I've ever had. Oh and, no. Um, was not in a position to be streaming because I just like a struggling to breathe and yeah. I'm coughing and spluttering and it just wouldn't have been nice to listen to. So I, um, it's hideous, man. yeah, it's not, not great. No. Um, but again, I got off massively lightly compared yeah. to some other people. So I am very grateful for that. Uh, but, um, yeah, did get a chance to play a lot of video games though. Good. Good. Cause at least one, um, of, at least one of us has, have you not really played. <laughs> I have. Well, okay, I've been, we'll start I've with been doing then. the tapas thing. Rather than the um, like yeah yeah yeah. So you played it. You've had an, an amuse bouche. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think I've probably used that word wrong. <laughs> um, so what have you been playing then over the last few weeks? Well, on the th- let's start with the first one, which is um, on your recommendation. I picked up a uh, Wargroove on the Switch for oh yes, for nothing. Mm. I, and um, I am thoroughly enjoying that game. I mm. have no kind of. Um, like you, you, you pitched it to me as kind of like Advance Wars, but I've got no kind of frame of reference for that because I've never played yeah, Advance Wars. Kind of like that. Um, I there are some similarities more, with like a yeah. Fire Emblem. Yeah, I was going to say um, I likened it more to Fire not, Emblem Awakenings and that kind of stuff. 
but way more yeah but, but it's not like yeah there's less like unique characters they're more units yeah and some unique characters that's it so um mm. i'm absolutely loving it i'm not i have not got very far in it but i've i'm um yeah yeah absolutely getting really into that game and that is the game i'm playing now like kind of when i go to bed i do an hour and just sort of sit yeah. there and and crack away at trying to uh yeah, sort of strategize through the level and 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 you know take out. I'm I'm still not out of the tutorial. Like that, that that tutorial seems to go on for hours and hours and hours. But um, yeah, just yeah. learning about all the different traits and how you should like stack up your different um, pike men in you know different ways. So how the different like, like how the different terrains work. Yeah, how it's like slowly introducing new units. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's all good, like, and we're making this sound like some real kind of grognardy like PC game, but it's it's all couched in that lovely kind of sixteen bit mm. um, graphical style. With like, I'm, I'm loving the little cutscenes and stuff that are so full yep. of personality, and you know they they just zip by, and you know they're not giving you massive amounts of. Um, information it's just this has happened now this has happened quick we better go and fight fight and then you're you're in so yeah i'm, I'm thoroughly mm. enjoying that but yes yeah, it's, it's very hard it's my it's my takeaway from that um well it was at the beginning anyway yeah. when like i sort of played the first four four levels and then went this is too hard for me like this is a bit much and then went into the um into the settings and thought right i'm gonna knock this down and apparently hard is the default yeah, like it's it's like there's an, it basically goes like ultra hard, then hard, mm. and then kind of like easy and story, and like it, it literally yeah. just starts you on like well you know everything about this game and you're amazing. It's just like no, that's that's too much. So yeah, I've just kicked mm. it down too easy, and now I'm having a far better time of it because yeah, I was just yeah, I was like this is a tutorial and I'm dying. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm really, really getting into it. So um, yeah, there'll probably be a bit more about War Wargroove once I uh, get my head into it because it seems to be introducing like there's an economy system like of in there and there's all kinds of stuff in it that I'm yeah I'm just starting to get that's, my head that's, around. That's the stuff that sort of descends it from uh, like uh, Fire Emblem in that like you kind of have like a a light resource system yeah. where you capture outposts and then you earn a certain amount of money each turn and then you can create new units from your barracks to bolster your your forces yeah so you're constantly uh, you having don't, to like look after you look after the buildings but also fight mm. the battle as well and it's yes yeah, yes yeah, really yeah. interesting i really like that as a as a concept yeah it's 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 really good uh, none of the levels are particularly long um, I played this first when it was on Game Pass mm. on uh, on Xbox One, um, and I've been waiting for it to like you know be uh, appear on sale because I'm a tight fucker um, <laughs> on Switch because like it's just it's just a perfect sort of handheld game. Yeah. Um, another another cracking game from Chucklefish, who are just yeah. a really really good sort of indie developer publisher down landing way. It's always um, one of the first booths I go to at any EGX or Rezd. Is like try yeah. and find the Chucklefish booth and see what they've got on there because normally it is decent. So yeah, yeah, I haven't played a game that they have developed or published which I haven't really enjoyed. And yeah, Wargroove's fantastic. I'm 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 playing through uh, at the moment on Switch, same as you, and um, yeah. love it. Really, really love it. And it doesn't suffer from being on that smaller screen either. 
You know, you put it Not on a smaller screen yeah. or the big screen and it still looks great. So, yeah, it yeah. definitely fits the Switch perfectly, that game. It does. Yes. And then what else have I been played? So I got my, I finally got my Cyberpunk refund. So uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. what am I going to do with We this? hadn't really talked about that, about how you'd... Um, yeah. I'd, refund got a refund that, for it. That's it. Yeah, I basically. Like, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So it'd be interesting to see how it how that game progresses. Um. Yeah. Once once all the patches, you see the the milestones have come out for all the kind of different patches and yeah. stuff, and it's incredibly um, vague. Two well, it's two big patches. Like they said, there would be um, patches. One uh, big. One big patch in like Jan and one in Feb end of January, yeah. and then in one in February to sort of like sort out the problems with the previous gen console yeah. versions of the game, uh, and then a bunch of free DLC that's coming out later in the year, um, <laughs> sort of like late spring, early summer by the by the looks of the timeline, and then sometime like September October time, next gen console owners will finally get the uh, next version. gen upgrades, um, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I'm I I didn't have a rough enough time with it to think I don't I want to yeah. stop playing this and I'm going to get a refund. Personally, um, I know plenty of people who did. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, like I said, like I, just the, ima- the sheer amount yeah. of crashes I had, it was just getting to the point where it, there was no point in me playing the game because it was just yeah. Yeah. every I'd turn it on and every session I'd have at least two crashes and it's just there's there's no yeah. point. There was no point. So. No. Um, yeah, got the oh, refund, nice. <laughs> but the thing is that hasn't deterred me from the fact that I still keep looking, and at the moment there's a deal that I can pick up Cyberpunk on the PC for twenty six quid, and I'm like, mm, maybe I, maybe I just get it on the PC. So yeah, mm. yeah. Part part of me still wants to get back to that game, but I don't know whether I'm sort of shooting myself in the foot and getting it in the PC. But I think I might do that. I might do that in a couple of weeks. And it'll run better on PC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's still got some problems, but yeah, you know they'll yeah. but they'll be patched out eventually. Plus, also I can use mouse and keyboard, which we I think I'll be way way better for that game yeah. for some reason. But um, mm. yeah, so there's that. So I've got my refund, and I thought, right, what am I going to spend this on? Because I now have like sort of fifty quid's worth of credit on the PlayStation Store, and nothing to really spend it on. So. I decided to have a look through the sales, and luckily the January sale is still on. And I picked up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remake. Mm-hmm. And even though I have absolutely no interest in playing it, but I just thought, well, I've got to pick it up and power through this and just give it a go. Uh, I picked up The Last of Us Part 2, which I haven't right. played yet because I still can't bring, bring myself to play it because it's just that thing of like, it just looks so miserable. Um, that I'm just like, oh God, like I'm in lockdown and I don't really want to play a really horrible, miserable game. Hence why I'm playing Wargroove. Mm. You know, uh, Tony, Tony, Tony Hawks. Let's just get into Tony Hawks first. And, and Last of Us is there for when I want it. But yeah, so yeah, pick, pick both of those up and I've dived straight into Tony Hawk and that game is exactly what you want it to be. Um, it, it feels... It's weird because I want to say it feels exactly the same, but it doesn't. But that might be because the last time I remember playing it, I had like all the stats and everything. So like I could pull off mm. any move and do anything I wanted to. And now obviously it's kicked you back down to the start again and you've got to build your stats up and all that. And yeah, yeah. my kind of muscle memory's been obliterated. So um, 
yeah, no, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's just like, it's like sticking on FIFA or something like that. It's just the game that I put on if I want a 20 minute blast. It's really interesting that they've done the whole, um, like the stats for your characters are carry on, carry over between one and two. So if you pick mm. up the, uh, the kind of, I don't know, the icons that give you more stat, give you stat bonuses. In Tony Hawk's one, you can upgrade your character, and that carries on to Tony Hawk's two, which then you can then pick. Oh up, wow! Helps you then pick up more stat icons, so then go back and change the character, and that helps you in Tony Hawk's one. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. just completely universal, which I think is really good. So you're not having to like build your way up with one character and then build your way up with another character. It just all carries over, and I really like that. That was um, yeah, yeah, that's a real kind of like um, quality of life move that they've made but yeah looks brilliant plays brilliant really quick really fast everything's there all the little tricks and all the little rooms that you remember opening and all that kind of stuff so yeah thoroughly enjoying that um it's just good like i say it's just good to go in and have a blast for like 20 minutes when i don't want to play anything that's too taxing so that's been good fun um i've got um something along the same lines actually that i picked up uh on cheap on the switch over christmas which is a game now that i have bought Oh god! Four times on four different platforms, I think now. Mm. Um, Ollie Ollie one oh, and Ollie Ollie two. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, I've got that on the uh, PlayStation. Those are my sort of like, yeah, yeah. But I'm on both those platforms, and um, um, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic little game to just jump into, play a few levels. Yeah. Um, it's, it's obviously it's like. It's a 2D side-scrolling skateboarding game, mm. uh, but uh, it's, there's a hell of a lot of depth to it, and uh, I love like getting into like trying to pull off infinite combos, like just comboing from the beginning of the level to the end. Yeah. Um, some of them were fiendishly hard as well, some of the challenges, but yeah, that's a damn good... It's, like, it's amazing game. how, basically, you can say, oh, yeah, it's a skateboarding game that's got an amazing soundtrack, feels incredible, and has got like great combos and tricks, but they couldn't be more polar opposites if they tried. At the same mm. at the same time, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, yeah, it's mad. But uh, yeah, Ollie Ollie is fantastic games, both of those, one and two. Yeah, uh, yeah what great. else? What else have I been playing? Um, yeah, so Disco Elysium, I've been streaming a bit of that. Mm. And that's an interesting game. Um, I I literally went in it, into it completely blind. All I knew it was that it was like uh, an adventure. It was very well written, and um. That's about it, really. Um, yeah, I, all I knew about it was like it's a CRPG yeah. where you play a policeman or a detective who's got amnesia. Yeah, that's about as much as I as, as I got out of it. Yeah, but yeah, that first like, it's, from it's really kind of hard to try and explain what the game is mm, any further than that without suddenly dropping massive spoilers. Massive though. spoilers, yeah, and and it's just mm. yeah, I was playing that game on the stream and parts of it feel like a choose your own adventure book. Part of it feels like I'm reading to like a really dark story to my kid. <laughs> like, well, like you know, you know, when you sit down and you read, you read a story to your kid. I felt like I was doing that on the stream. It, was, it did feel like I was sort of reading through a book for someone, uh, like Jack and Ori style. But yeah, it was really dark, really interesting, really. I mean, only in the first couple of hours, and it's like really kind of affecting stuff that I was kind of semi semi role playing it semi kind of not role playing just kind of putting a bit of myself into the character and that kind of stuff and then like obviously 
like right near the end, like you were on the stream watching me and like like where he gets that love letter and stuff and there's all this kind of really kind of beautiful yet poignant yet harrowing stuff in there and yeah, it's just like and you sort of take that I was t- sort of taking that on and it was getting quite heavy and yeah, it was it's just like wow. Like this guy mm. this game is taking me places and um then we got the late, late title card and I was just like, Yeah, like I want to play a lot more of this. If this is the mm. level of the writing up front then yeah. I'm I'm it's not bang into this. A particularly uh big game from what I understand no. in terms of like CRPG games, but incredibly dense. Like yeah. and when I mean big, I mean in terms of That's not a know, massive the size map. of the yeah. map. Yeah. No. Uh, but it's incredibly dense. Um there seems to be a lot going on. I don't know how much scope there is for like branching storylines well, and think about that uh, first multiple two hours, like that. that. first two hours, I went from a hotel room to the lobby to the back garden, and all yep. the things we did in there, like all the things we did in there, mm-hmm. like in two hours, and it's a lot. Just, uh, it's, yeah, it's just incredible. You think like yeah. if that's as densely packed as that in that two hours, then yeah, yeah, that's going to be. Um, I'm like I say, I'm thoroughly looking forward to playing the rest of that, but. Um, I could have done without Kuno, mm. but um, yeah, less said about that the better. Yeah, that was that was weird. I was quite surprised to hear a voice that I recognised in one, one yes. of the characters you were talking to, yeah, and I had yeah, a little yeah. bit of googling to look it up, and um, I knew that the developers—they're from Estonia, I think—are right. um, super left-wing. When they won an award at the Game Awards last year, no, year before last, now sorry, yeah, I think that uh, they they thanked Karl Marx or Lenin or something, someone like that. Oh wow. Um, they're very unabashedly like super left wing, right. so they're, they're my bro straight away. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I recognised his voice, uh, and I was like, "That's Virgil Texas from the Chapo Trap House podcast." And then I looked it up, and I all four of the main members—him, Will Menneker, Matt Chrisman, and Felix Biederman—all uh, voiced different characters in um, uh, in Disco Elysium. And I was like, "This, um, yeah." I was already on board for this game, and now I'm even more on board yeah. for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely one that I'm going to be playing um, when I finally get my PC built. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, I'm hoping because I got it on the Epic Store for like super cheap because I had that like um, they were doing that whole rolling ten pound gift voucher thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I basically bought it for like, like two quid or something stupid with that voucher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, off what it's five quid or whatever but um mm. yeah it was yeah like so so much value for, for for money out of that it's unbelievable but um mm. yeah i can't yeah i'm just i'm really looking forward to streaming it and i'm hoping that it kind of they're doing this thing where um obviously when the new the kind of uh fully voiced version comes out they were saying on steam that they're going to give you that for free if you already own it yeah so i'm hoping that they're going to do the same for the Epic Store. I'd imagine they just sort of roll it out across everything. But um, yeah, fingers crossed for that mm. one. But uh, yeah, that's 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 about that's about everything I've been playing, I believe. Um, well, you played something else on Tuesday. Yes, I did. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, that <laughs> that that was a fun experience. So that I, yeah, um, yeah, American Truck Sim. I was playing that on the stream, and uh, yeah, I thought because originally I was going to be playing it just me, you know, on a monitor with the steering wheel, like driving away, doing mm. some deliveries, and you know, sort of grind. At the moment, I'm trying to grind away to make the cash to make my own truck, like get my own truck, so I don't have to um, 
get a loan out of the bank, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, then I thought, hold on, I've got the Oculus Quest. And like, is that a thing, right? Do lorry drivers own their own trucks? Or do they just drive? No, I mean, you can freelance. Truck or yeah, something? yeah, you can freelance. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've got, I've got friends. Fair in, enough. You know, because they aren't cheap, right? No, oh, I God, looked no. up the price a while ago. I was just, I was just curious because, like, you see some of those crazy trucks that have got like, like a small apartment in the back yeah. behind the, in the back of the cab, and I was like, I wonder how much one of those trucks costs. And I just had to look at like, even ones without a sleeper, are incredibly expensive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd mm. imagine if you if you can you know drum up the business and do the runs like that gets paid off. Yeah, in I mean short order, right? There's good money in it. There's good money. In it. There was a couple of guys, a couple, a couple of truck drivers um, from Birmingham who used to come into the village, my village pub <laughs> when I was like eighteen, and I worked the early shift behind the bar there, right. and uh, they they were not short of cash. No, no. Uh, I mean, it's a horrible antisocial job. But, yes, uh, yeah, but then yeah, it pays, pays a, reasonably pays well. well. And for, for, for yeah. obvious reasons. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, thought, right, that's it. I'm going to try and find a way of hooking the Quest up. And then the problem is with the Quest is it's really, well, I thought it would be really difficult with the Oculus Link to um, basically get that into OBS to stream out or record or do anything mm-hmm. with because it just shows nothing but a black screen. I was like, oh God, this is a this is gonna be a real pain in the bum. And I'm, the only way I could do this is if I like, you can cast from the Quest to a Chromecast and then I could put the Chromecast into my kit. And it, oh, it was it was always gonna be a nightmare. And then I was just reading through forums and there was someone just saying, oh no, there's a, there's a like a, is it a, a like an application inside the Oculus application called Oculus Mirror? And you just open that on your PC and it just shows everything that you're seeing, like as in a yeah. window. So that's all I did. I just mm. captured that window and away I went. I was I was I was streaming away and then someone else I was like, Oh, but I haven't got Twitch chat and that's gonna be annoying if anyone comes in. And then there was another thing where you can basically take a browser, like pop the little chat window out of Twitch, and you can pin it in um in the Oculus and it will always stay there no matter what you're playing. So I just set it up so it looks like it's on my dash. Like, so I'm driving along and I just look down to my right and there's Twitch chat, you know, and it yeah. was, it was, yeah, it was set up perfectly. I was like, yeah, right, we're away. I've got a steering wheel, cool. I've got a mic, you know, I've got Twitch mm. chat, I've got the lot. So yeah, that was it. I was, I was off delivering stuff all over, uh, all over California and it thoroughly good fun. Um, I have absolutely no idea about the traffic laws in the States and driving on the no, other side of the road. Either. So yeah, I got a, there was a few bumps, few scrapes because obviously I'm not used to driving something that long, so having to remember to kind of use your mirrors and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, like being able to turn right on a red traffic light as long as there's nothing coming, and not obviously I'm fully unaware of that. So like there was one stage where mm. I went to I went to pull out thinking I could do it looked and then this Hummer just comes flying across my nose and just about stopped and yeah it was just, yeah it was good fun it was, it was there was a few uh few mishaps along the way and then he got run over uh, nearly got pulled over by the police um yeah it was it was a bit smoky in the bandit I was <laughs> I was not adhering to the speed limit let's say that but um, have you ever driven a, a long wheelbase van in real life no no unfortunately oh. not yeah, my wife has. I've driven one a, a few times, like yeah. rented them for like moving flats or moving house. Or, and like yeah. when I was a student, I spent 
a week one summer uh for a small local courier company driving around a um a long wheelbase sprinter or whatever and i that's that's just a long wheelbase van Mm. that you can drive on a regular license you know not even like a box van or anything and even that it's like you have to pull out so far into the road to make a turn yeah otherwise like half the car is going to be half the van even is going to be on the curb or you're going to hit like a bollard or something like that it's That weirdly started imagine by the end of the session. Like it's like in a lorry. Really started to become like second nature, and it was weird. Obviously, yeah. like because you're in you're in the cab, you know, with the, with the headset on and stuff. So like it was becoming weirdly second nature. If you watch the VOD, where I'm like pulling out and making that extra bit of space and like leaning leaning out of the, going to lean out the window to look down the side of the cab or use the mirrors and stuff. Like you see a couple yeah, of yeah. times where I'll I sat up to see over the bonnet to see how close I was to the car in front and, and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, it was wicked. It was just a really, really cool experience. And uh, yeah, I want to, I want to try and do, I want to turn that into a, a more of a, like hopefully on the streams, if people like start getting coming in and having a chat and just, yeah, make it more like a chat room where I happen to be driving a truck, you know, that's my, that's yeah, my yeah. kind of idea with it. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get a nice big rig and you know blah blah blah. So uh, that's yeah, something I would like to, to 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 play. But I, I wish this is really dumb. Mm. I wish there was a way. I can't do it on my my steering wheel anyway. But you could like swap out the wheel. Yeah. Like, say if you had like a Fanatec system, you can just hot swap wheels. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I don't think Fanatec make these, but like a big <laughs> big old big wheel. Old, yeah. Yeah. Like big old ma- wheel, and then so like yeah. So it's slightly put it up at an angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big old lorry wheel. Like same for uh, playing um, bus simulator. It doesn't yeah. feel right using a little racing wheel to steer a like no, steer a no. bus or something like that. You need like a big old wheel that you've got a proper crank. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I want. I wonder, to I wonder play if that sort of game because they do make those ones that are like the tractor wheels for like farming sim. They make yeah, they make full on like controllers for farming sims, yeah. which has got like. I don't know, like all the controls from a John Deere tractor yeah, or something so I like that. I wonder if maybe that um, might, be, might be a better fit. Oh, don't get me started, <laughs> man. I'd, like, I, I would have, if I had the room and the money, I would have so many stupid yeah, peripherals. Mate. I really want the, um, uh, oh, what was the From Software Walking Tank game? Oh, I they know. They brought one out on 360 yes. and used, it, it was playable. And I say playable in the loosest possible sense of the term with <sighs> Connect. Um, yes, but on the uh, original Xbox, they had a version, and it came with a gig- like you could get like this gigantic controller yeah. with loads of switches and whatnot that only worked for that one game. Um, that's the sort of shit I really like. Yeah, <laughs> I love pointless, no, exactly. stupid peripherals. That's gonna pop into my head in, in about ten minutes. Steel <sighs> Battalion, Steel is Battalion, that it? yeah, Steel Battalion. Is it that? Yeah, that's it. Still, I don't. Sh- yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then, had, um, like you say, they had the Kinect game that just was weird. Yeah. It wasn't great. It yeah. was not great. I mean, they they tried. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, it was held back by the limitations of Kinect itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was... And I don't yeah, think yeah. they've made another one. But I've, um, I've now discovered a way, because obviously, because of Twitch and their whole um, you cannot play music thing and Velt on VODs and we're going to take <sighs> this stuff down. Yeah. I've now signed up to their um, their soundtrack um, software. So um, so now what it will do is actually take the music out of the VOD at the end. 
So live, the music will be in and it won't be there on the recording, which I've tested and seems to mm. work. So in theory now, because what I found with that game, and it's the weirdest thing, is that just sitting there with no music in a completely silent cab, it just feels, you feel so isolated. It's not even funny. Mm. And you even need like, like say someone chatting on a Twitch chat to have a back and forth with, or like just me, me, like normally when I'm playing on my own, I've got like an 80s station, like from Germany blaring and I'm just bopping along and, you know, yeah. you know get, but you know, there's licensed music. in. That's it. And I'll get, that's, yeah, I'll get that shit's so too. annoying. So yeah, hopefully we'll have music next week, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. I think I might, uh, you know, get the courage up to actually try and park the park the vehicle next week as well. Because you do get the <laughs> option. Like- you do get the option. You get three options. It's like park it in. You they just put you in a dead straight line and you drive in. You can just say no, nah, yeah. I don't want to do it and hit enter, or you can actually go for the full the full business. But um, hmm. yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can um, get the courage up to do that. But yeah, no, that that's brilliant though. I'm like just, yeah. but yeah, I had to, it had to, has to be in VR. Because like, mm. just looking left and right out of your windows to you know doing it on a mouse feels weird, but actually to have yeah. the have it there and you're in it, yeah, that feels mm. feels right. So yeah, I suppose you could um, you could probably get away with it using um, is it track IR. Yeah, I've seen a couple of guys. I was like I've, I've been watching a few, This is bad. I've been watching a few American truck like streams just to kind of get, what, get a feel um, for like what people do. That's what Alex Navarro. Uh, from Giant yeah. Bomb, I think he uses Track IR, and that's what like Drew Scanner used to use. I don't think Limmy bothers with any of that stuff when he plays, and he streams no. a lot of Truck Simulator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I might yeah. I might even get the camera on me so you can see me with like my headset on, looking like an absolute idiot. Bellend. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> that might be quite fun. No one looks good in a VR headset. No mate, no mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that's about it. That's about it at the moment. So how about well, you? speaking of uh, doing difficult things in vehicles, um, <laughs> I jumped in. I don't know if I've spoken about how I picked up um, a set of Corsa Competizione on yes. PS4. The the I just got it just to see what it's like. It was it was yeah. dirt cheap, and it's by, by far the inferior version of the PC one. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, it. It's had a lot of patches apparently since it first came out, and so now it runs at sixty. But it, um, oh, okay. it, it's probably the. It's a low quality it's sixty. Yeah, it's a, a low. It doesn't look great. 60, yeah. It How doesn't is it look great. To I mean, Project it looks Cars two. We probably there. a bit rougher than Project Cars two. Oh really? Wow. Okay. In terms of in terms of pure visuals, yeah, uh, but it makes up for other things like the feel and the sound. Oh my god, the sound! Yeah, um, and the game is incredible. But I jumped in. Um, both feet and i thought right i'm, I'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this properly um anti-lock braking off traction control off wow. um pit lane assistance off uh so when you drive into the pit lane you've there you can see where your speed. engineers are but you've got to get down you've got to go you've got to hit that line at the right speed um will not be going over the wrong speed uh, and then hit the pit limiter uh, button on the steering wheel to Stay under the pit limit lane. Drive in and stop at the right point. Well, and then hold the. Then you have to you have to manually turn the engine off. 
Wow. Because uh, for um, the Blancpain GT3 series rules, FIA regulations, those sort of racing cars, you have to turn the engine off when you're in the pit lane. So stop the engine. Pit gets carried out. Engineer tells you to turn the engine on. You have to manually turn the engine on, drive out the pit, right. um, maintaining the right speed and everything. And some of those pit lanes are incredibly long, especially like oh, yeah. Spa, Spa. Yeah. where it spits you out the, the other end of like Radion, like the right at the top of the hill. Um, which is kind of crazy, but um, it's hard. It's real hard. Um, yeah, I've tried to. I've had to uh, basically knock on the head the idea of driving any of the mid-engine cars for Fine. now. Yeah, uh, until I get my skill gets better, because they're just too easy to spin. Yeah. Uh, the front-engine cars are a lot easier to control. In it's terms weird, of that. isn't it? There's a feel. Um, there's definitely a feel in that game that you just don't. You can't feel certain things, and it just it snaps on you before you even know it, which I'd imagine is very similar to a, a real real car. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't had any problems with like not like the the steering wheel has been feeding back to me and back to my hands. Like when I start to lose the grip, I've definitely been able to feel it going. Yeah, um, but I've just don't have the skill yet yeah uh, or maybe never will who knows uh, maybe <laughs> I just don't have reaction time speed to yeah. be able to like yeah i just not i'm just not great at catching it when it starts to go right um in the mid-engine cars it's just because the engine's in the middle of the car it just kind of pivots it's pivots a little bit more whereas yeah. the front engine cars is just uh there's not so much weight at the back so the the back doesn't slide around <laughs> quite so much yeah um i completely understand it yeah i'm uh, but I'm um, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. It's just uh, it's tough. It's real. It's really really tough. Uh, yeah, it's been kicking my butt on the PC. Like, I, I don't think I've actually yeah. done a race yet where I've got around a lap without having some kind of major incident. No, no. I, I've 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 completed a few races without uh, major incidents. I haven't ever finished higher than third, and I think the AI is on like the easiest level for yeah. me. Like at this point, like it, once you you start off doing those training levels, and then it decides what what difficulty the ai will be based on that um but yeah I, i'm i'm really enjoying it um been jumping in still and doing my weekly races on gt sport as well yeah. but um we'll we'll uh we'll leave the motorsport I was say, we should do like a, uh, the, the man now. we talk about driving games we should just do a separate driving games stream at some point like a channel oh, like a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe um so, uh, let me think what I've been playing. I mean, there's, there's one particular, there's a couple of big ones I want to talk yeah. about, but I just want to go through some of the smaller ones. Well, actually, I tell you what, we'll talk about um, Until Dawn, which mm. is the game that I've been streaming. I started streaming before Christmas, and I was going to do some more over the Christmas period, but like, I just wasn't feeling well enough to be able to do it. So, um, excuse me. <coughs> so, um, got back to that um, this past week. Um and uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know what to think about it after the first session. Mm. I played it for about two and a half hours. First session, yeah. Um, and all it was was like, I hate all of these characters. It's just these whiny, annoying, like just horn dog teenagers. Yeah. Like if someone um, made like, a... Dawson's Creek, but on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, there's not there's a couple of characters I think actually I, I really like, but most of the characters, including pretty much all of the guys, uh, just they were just super annoying and pissed me right off. And I was like, I will. I'm gonna 
so I decided to play the game whereas I'm not going to play the game deliberately badly. I'm not going to deliberately mess up um, the quick time events or anything like that. But I'm going to make the choices I think are the bad choices to make to see if I can get people killed. Probably. Got through the entire first session and didn't manage to get anybody killed right. beyond like the characters in the the, the, um, the beginning yeah. prologue, yeah. which I think it's it's it happens it's mandated kind of yeah yeah because it sets up the whole story. Um, and then it's this last session. Um, I started off and again I was like I just I want to get these people killed because I don't like them. Um, <laughs> and then the the game started to take a bit of a turn and then there was a massive twist and the whole thing got flipped on its head. And I'm really enjoying it. I still oh. think there's a lot of there's like there's a massive like grab bag of um elements of like they've just taken um like here's a bit of saw, here's a bit of this horror film, here's a bit of this this horror like um tropes just kind of like thrown together. Right. Um but and I'm not uh, I mean I can't really speak to what they're pulling their influences from because I'm not really a horror film aficionado. I don't really watch horror films. Um, but I thought it was a bit, uh, yeah, a bit like hodgepodge. A, I was going to say, does it feel like a bit but, of the greatest hits of all the best horror films you've watched growing up? Well, I didn't really watch horror films. So no, I, I don't don't know, but, um, I, I don't even but, uh, just, just made the assumption. Not, well, not that like, sort of horror. Like, I, no, I don't, thriller. It's, it's, like, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of like, like teen horror things like, yeah. but it finally kind of like started to 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 come i started to come around to it when i realized that it's kind of almost doing a little bit of a cabin in the woods sort of thing right um and i wasn't sure whether that could have possibly had an influence on it I thought, I thought cabin in the woods didn't come out that long ago no it came out 10 years ago <laughs> um that went quick yeah i know um so yeah there's a little bit of cabin in the woods in there which i really appreciate because i think that film's great um a really, really clever pastiche of like horror films. Not, well, not really a pastiche, but like something that turns the genre on its head and like holds a mirror up to the entire genre uh, in a funny way. Uh, not, not in the most clever way, but in like a really interesting way. Um, yeah, the, the game took a right twist, and I've actually started to feel quite sympathetic for a lot of the characters now okay. and i'm really interested to see where it goes um i reckon i'll be able to get it finished um based on like at the beginning of each section it'll say like how many hours till dawn okay and i reckon i'll be able to get it finished um in the next session so um, how many sessions is it, have you had so far is it just the two two okay. two two sessions that like between two and two and a half hours, and I've probably got one more left. It's about six hours long, which is, okay. you know, what do you sort of expect for that sort of game? Yeah. Um, I don't know how much replayability there will be in it. Uh, I don't know how much the story differs depending on the choices you make. There's a lot of, a lot of choices, a lot of butterfly effect moments as the game calls them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 enjoying it. Really enjoying it. I'm really excited to see uh, where it finishes. Um, and I, I figured out that I figured that this, this I'm just going to keep sticking to this sort of game right, in okay. my streaming sessions, like narrative games. I'm yeah. just I, I played um, Erica a while yeah, ago and really so, enjoyed yeah. that, and then Observation and, and whatnot, and and uh, what became of Edith Finch, what remains of Edith Finch, yeah, and After Party this. as well, kind of as well. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so next, uh, after that, I'm going to do, I'm possibly going to do um, Telling Lies, which was the follow-up okay. to her story. 
Um, That'd be cool. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really want to play that game. I don't know how mm. well it'll stream. But I've also picked up Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Dirt cheap because uh, it's something I've I've been like that series is kind of really well regarded. One. Yeah, that should yeah. definitely be. Yeah. Um, and I remember like uh, Justin McElroy. Yeah. Uh, back when he was still at Polygon, fucking years ago. Um, or maybe before that, going on about how he loves the uh, the Sherlock Holmes series, and they're all they're sort of like B games, a double A games, sort of mm. low budget but really well regarded. And apparently, from what I've heard from people who played it, it, sort of does all the stuff that you kind of wished La Noire had but didn't. Oh, yeah. Like it's a genuine detective game. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. Cool. Um, but in terms of stuff I've actually played, oh, what else have I played? What else have I played, Chazzy? I can't remember. Honestly, I can't even remember what um, I've played, let alone what you've played. No. Still dipping into. Well, no, I've got a couple of biggies. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what. We'll talk a little bit about Monster Hunter. Yes. Because um, I've been. I've dipped back into Monster Hunter World. There's like three different groups that I'm periodically playing with. Uh, and well, the reason I got back into that is because Monster Hunter Rise is, is like two months away. Um, and the demo for that finally came out and yeah, uh, had a little, had a little, it's good, isn't it? It's really mm. good. Yeah. Um, it's like a really nice mix of, all of the pretty much all of the quality of life changes that were put into Monster Underworld, plus, um, but 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 still has like the feel of like some of the old school Monster Hunters. Yeah, still a little it doesn't bit have more like janky this. and a little bit more less fluid, if that makes sense in the animation. It still feels uh, a little bit. It's nowhere near I'd as well. It's, it's nowhere near as like sixty FPS as as um, World is. Like it's, I just feel, well, no, I, I it's feel not like gonna, a staccato run. to the. It's not like the frame rate's bad or anything like that. I mean, as in, like it's a bit more staccato in its in its animations. I think, like just to keep that same um, feel. I don't know. I, I I haven't noticed that myself. Um, yeah. I think it feels way closer to World than say Generations Ultimate did. Yeah. Um, but like all of the stuff, all of the quality of life changes the that the were in World are in there. Plus this whole new interesting mechanic using the wire bugs yeah. um, to like leap around, uh, to augment your moves, to mount and then almost like marionette puppeteer a monster. Uh, so you could make a mon- you can control a monster and make it fight another monster wow. or make it run into a wall and knock itself out. Um, stuff like that. Um, it's yeah, it's it just feels really good. Um, it's it's going to be hard to tell really what what the full until the full game comes out how all this stuff works getting into a into a game with a friend mm. is a bit of a pain right because if you start if you open a room uh and you get you get a room code you tell your friend the room code and then they need to type the room code in and then join it but before they get a chance to do that your room's full of randoms ah right okay so yeah because everyone's just jumping into oh, okay. You can't password. Yeah, it so what it'd have to do is like you can password protect it, but then like you'd have to password protect it. Load <laughs> so the room. Type up, in two codes. T- tell the person the code, tell them the passcode, and then they've got to do that and get into your room within sixty seconds, otherwise Jesus. it times out and you get launched into the match on That's your a own. Puzzling itself. Um you know? Yeah, there's only 
four monsters to hunt, um, one new one and three oldies. Um, but like, there's the the big the big one to hunt is a uh, Mizutsune, which is quite a cool, very Japanese type dragon fox monster thing, <laughs> um, which kind of kind of underlines like the very Japanese feel to Monster Hunter Rise. Mm. Uh, they've gotten rid of like things like all of the traditional monster icons you would have on on the screen um, that have had been in essence the beginning of Monster Hunter have now been changed to be like these lovely Japanese like watercolor um, art style that, that that's very reminiscent of like Okami. Uh, the map has the same sort of style as well. And you have a dog now as well. They've added in these, uh, these, these were Palamutes, which are big dogs that fight alongside you, but you also ride around like a, a that they'll be your mounts. And if, especially considering they're both Capcom franchises, if they do not put in some sort of Okami crossover where you can make your Palamut look like Amaterasu, then then someone yeah, missing a trick, right? slapping. Really are. I would pay money, happily pay money for that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I've played, you only get like 30 hunts. I've done like 15, 16 of them already. Uh, and I'm thoroughly enjoying playing that demo. Uh, and I cannot wait for the full game. But yeah, it's made me jump back into both generations ultimate. Yeah. Um, which is a massive step backwards in in terms of like the quality of life um, and how obtuse that series can be, uh, but I still really really like it. Um, it's definitely feels like a port of a 3DS game with all the limitations that brings, but um, but it's the most jam packed Monster Hunter game because yeah. they put like it was supposed to be like a best of previous generations but they hadn't got a very good editor and so they just pretty <laughs> much put in every monster from the previous wow. generations so it's like there's a huge number there's there's like 160 or something stupid like that monsters to hunt yeah um no, I, I, I and, yeah, and then jumping back into world yeah i, I mean i, I, I want to play world and I, I i really thoroughly enjoy it when i play it and like when i hear like mm-hmm. i've been hearing like you've been saying oh getting in with this group and that group and blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah, I want to. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should get back into it. And it's just like time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That old, it is. Old, it's a time old, commitment. Yeah, it's just such a time sink. But, um, Which is where it I was is, hoping then, that like, Rise would be good enough that I could maybe, you know, get a quick, you know, game in with friends, you know, on the go or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of alternatives out there for for people who don't have the the same sort of time but want to get some sort of similar sort of feel. I'm a big fan of the God Eater series, which is like over top wacky anime monster hunter sort of game. But the hunts are the arenas are quite small Mm. and the hunts are over quite quickly. And we've both played uh, together Dauntless, Dauntless, um, which is another one. And like honestly, with the monumental success of monster hunter world uh i i can't imagine it'll be that long before we start to see more and more games that yeah. are either outright monster hunter type games or a copy a lot from that yeah franchise you know um i mean we already do have that i've 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 spoken before about how you can draw a direct line between fantasy star online and monster hunter all the way through to destiny yeah definitely and definitely. games like that yeah but um yeah um bang into to monster hunter again so really enjoying that um um i mean it's other games i've played but it's kind of like it's been just playing little bits here and there yeah. um the main game i've been playing the thing that i've sunk nearly 60 hours in 
over the over the Christmas break because what else was I going to do apart from cower under a blanket? Pippa funnels horse um, racing. Uh, no, <laughs> it was uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, um, nice. So I've always had a massive soft spot for that series, even when it was at a particular low point. Um, around unity sort of time um and i play them all the way through even though that series got incredibly stale and then they took that year off and then they came back with origins and it's like no it's different now it's an open world quasi rpg game with levels uh, and enemies that like lots of stuff to do lots of side quests to do um and it was really really refreshing i loved loved um origins Odyssey comes out and it's great. It improves on odd origins in a lot of ways, but then kind of like became too bloated and flabby and it was just too much stuff to do and there were icons all over the map and it was just a little bit messy. Still really enjoy it, um, but it's just a bit too much. They take another year off, which I think is what they're going to do now. Bring out two games or develop, they develop and bring out two games, take a year off right. and then go on like that. So they're not like... So they have given themselves more time to make more creative to prep decisions, yeah. more improvements and things like that. So this is the first one after this second break. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't change the formula too much from Origins. It's still uh, an Odyssey. It's still like open world with these, you know, the areas that are zoned off and it'll be recommended power level to be able to go in there. And if you're under, under that, then you're just going to get stomped by the enemies. Mm. Um very sort of RPG-ish. But they've stripped away the whole lots of like lots and lots and lots of meaningless side quests right. down to a smaller number of, of activities and side quests that are a bit more meaningful. Okay. So like um the basic premises of it of it is you play this character called Eivor, uh, who can either be a man or a woman. Um and they are uh, a Viking around the 10th century. You start off in Norway uh, and your brother um, says, like, uh, your adoptive brother, you're, you're, you get adopted into this family and the brother says, like, well, we're going off to England and we're going to form a new settlement there and we'll, we'll conquer England. Uh, and so you, you go off there and you build yourself a little settlement which is on the banks of the River Nen which happens to be about a mile from my house, which is <laughs> really fucking weird. The, the Nen is the river that goes through Northamptonshire. Um, and you build yourself a little settlement. And so then lots of the outside activities around that are based around your settlement. You're doing missions for people in your settlement, the the hunter, the blacksmith, yeah. um, so on and so forth. And one of the other side activities, for instance, is you go out on your longship and you raid monasteries around the uk um and you steal materials and stuff from there and you use those to be able to build new facilities back at your settlement which introduces new characters which then gives you more side quests and stuff to be able to improve your settlement um which allow you to do things like uh have a feast in your your longhouse and depending on whether you've got like a farm or a grain farm or a brewery and stuff like that um you'll get more of a buff for you and your crew when you go out and do your raiding your your (laughs) viking raiding and whatnot um and then the there's a like whole ongoing story with um 
the what would become the assassins because this is before still set chronologically before the first assassins creed game and so they're not called assassins or templars they're called like the hidden ones and order of the ancients or something like that um and as that storyline's going along and it's kind of interesting it's, it's kind of rumbling along in the background um the main thing is you pledge yourself to a particular region of England and you go along to try and get them to get their friendship to sort of get them to support your community in some conflict in the future right. some theoretical conflict I don't know what that's going to be but basically what it is is like you you say right I pledge myself to Leicestershire or to Norwich Stoke uh, Norfolk or whatever um <laughs> And you go along and you kind of get involved in the local politics of that region, okay. um, the wrangling between like the the um, roaming bands of, of invading Danes uh, and the the Celts and. Um, like how is that? How does that manifest itself like mechanically? Is that a series of small like side missions, or is it a you know you walk up? You They're know, small up campaigns. And... Oh right, okay. There, each one is like a small campaign in uh, in a different area. Um, sometimes the then you'll you'll like come back and there'll be like some follow on stuff from those. But most of the time they're just like these self contained campaigns that they just happen um, when you get to the end. The whoever is in charge in that area at the end pledges like their friendship to their fealty to you, you know, and uh, whatever happens in the future, and then you get like a big boost of like natural and big boost of resources and everything to take back to your um your your settlement to help build it up a little bit more um so it's really really cool like story structure it's not just like this one ongoing thing and it's not all like just hunting down this this order that's sort of rumbling along in the background is there a situation where you like like with mass effect where you could not do all the the missions for, for like to make everyone your friend and you know everyone gets cut down at the end and killed or whatever because you did you, did, you no because is, is it that kind of thing no because that is it? that is the campaign right at the moment okay the stuff with the like templars or you know the it's a separate stream running alongside it that stuff's woven into it oh okay and so those characters sort of crop up at different points during the different. Um, regional stuff that you get yourself right. involved in, um, but it's it's really it's it's really cool. It's it's really interesting to sort of rock about in like tenth century England, um, in the sort of the I guess at that point like well yeah the ruins of of what the Romans had built yeah. because at, at that point the Romans had had left like five hundred years beforehand and civilization had just slid backwards from that point um uh so it's a really really interesting hit period in history mm. it's so, it's fucking huge there's yeah. there's like um there's a the the map is gigantic it's not chock full of like lots of useless stuff to do um but it's it's a really good size it's into it's like you you know like like england is it's full of rivers you just sail around on your longship with your crew and stop wherever you want and go and explore. Um, I've explored maybe half of that. 
I haven't fully explored the Norwegian region where you start, and I presume you're going to go back to it at the end because one of the areas is like required power was like 200 and something, which is way above where I am even at this point in the game. Um, there, I've just unlocked the uh, some missions which are taking me to um, I can't remember what they call it. It's got it's a, it's what the the Scandinavians called it, I guess, at that point. But it's basically the 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 America the Northeast American seaboard. No oh, wow. Um, sort of like probably slightly more Canada, but there's there's lots of evidence that the Vikings made it to North America, so they've put that in there as well. Right. Um, and so I it's don't not know. I don't even know how big that map is. Isles, then. No, and you can also go and visit uh, the like, sort of like shaman druid woman in your campsite and drink this mixture that she has and hallucinate and just go and spend some time in Asgard. And then there's an entire <laughs> plot line in Asgard, which is like got some um, slight various, a little, well, a little twists on some classic Norse mythology. Some mm. some of the stories which are very familiar, if you've ever read Neil Gaiman's book on Norse mythology, some of those stories come up in the Asgard sections of this. That area is quite big and there's loads of little secrets to find. And then I got to the end of that and they were like, Come back, come back later, um, and you can drink this potion and go and explore Jotunheim, which is like where the frost giants come from. So there's there's so much in there, so, so much. It sounds so um, varied compared to what I'm used to playing and hearing about with a normal Assassin's Creed game. Yep, is it? it is. Yeah, it's it's overwhelmingly different, or is it? Actually no, not really. I mean. The the combat still kind of operates the same, but there's a little bit more variety to it. Sort of so in like um uh Assassin's Creed um Origins. It's almost rhythmic um, in, in the originals. You could have your 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 so in, in Origins your combat was like you could have like a sword or a spear or an axe. Yeah. And then if it was a two handed weapon, then it was two handed. If it was one handed weapon, then you could have a shield in your left hand. Mm. Fair enough. And then in Odyssey you had the spear of Leonidas or something was your left hand weapon so you couldn't even use a shield and then you had a weapon in your, in your left hand yeah. um, uh, Valhalla will let you use anything pretty much anything you can you have like two handed weapons you can unlock the ability on the crazy skill tree that they've got like proper really deep branching skill tree mm. to be able to dual wield two handed weapons you can have a shield in your left hand and an axe in your right hand or a shield in your left hand and a hammer in the right hand or a hammer in your left hand and an axe in your right hand or a shield on both hands if you wanted like <laughs> the freedom it gives you to just mix and match the, yeah. the weapons and just explore and see what sort of gameplay style you like is really good um the stealth is solid um it's one of those weird things that like considering assassin's creed has always been a stealth series the stealth has always been a little bit a little bit janky yeah um but they've brought back some elements that are kind of familiar to some of the older games so like you have areas where enemies will be outright hostile to you if they see you, and there's other areas where en where enemies will be sort of suspicious of you, and then if you hold the suspicion, then they'll become... Alerted, uh, yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. And in those points, like, your character pulls his hood up and his cloak around him, and you have to do the blending in stuff, like walking in crowds, mm -hmm. sitting on benches and blending yeah. in and stuff like that. And that stuff's really cool, that sort of, like, hiding in plain sight stuff. And that's done quite well. Free running is still a little bit janky. I think it's always going to be yeah, like the, the free running climbing. Is, no. Um, 
but it's a lot of the verticality stuff's kind of taken out of it so uh, and in these rebooted games it's not like when you're climbing stuff you have to look for handholds you can pretty much climb any surface Right. Um, you can climb sheer rock faces, which is pretty cool because when you're in the the Norwegian section, there's a lot of like mountains and. So is it more like three where you're you're running through trees and climbing up cliff faces and stuff, as opposed to because obviously they wouldn't have had like massive cathedrals and yeah, stuff to climb, but right? it's it's I, you kind of have to not really think of it in terms of the old um, Assassin's Creed games. It's more like The Witcher. Right, the, okay. I think it really honestly has more in common with The Witcher than it does with like Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Uh, old old school Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, it's really good. the The main character Avor, I've been playing through as the male Avor. I haven't seen what the female Avor um, is like. I will play through. I'm, I will eventually play through it again, um, and mm. I'll pick the female Avor to see what that's like. That's a good and sign. Make some though, different if you choices wanna, if you do want to because it's got. Well, it's got branching storylines with like lots of choices, and apparently there's 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 a quite a few different endings. Okay, wow. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing how that stuff plays out. Um, and playing Avor as a slightly different character, but yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, I mean, I've had to I've had to step back and take a break from it because it's just like I wasn't playing anything else. But <laughs> I've put, like I said, like nearly sixty hours into it, and I Jeez. think I'm maybe maybe halfway through. Um, but I've done a lot of like exploring mm. and base building and stuff like that um, that you probably didn't, you probably don't have to do if you just wanted to mainline it. It's the but thing with these games that to, if it hooks you, there's a lot you, of stuff there. Yeah, it's like if it hooks you, these games, they, they, you want to stay in that world for as long as humanly possible. Mm. You do want to build your base. Like, yeah. Like I remember playing yeah. like, Assassin's Creed 2 and um, yeah, like just wanting to completely fill out the. Um, the, you know your your home at the end and get all the different sets of armor and like I'd completed that game long ago or I was about to and it was just like no I want to stay in this and do everything and yeah. um, that that is yeah. the wonderful part of that those games is that it does allow you to do that oh, it always has done yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure mm. um, yeah I'm, I'm I I really really enjoy it. I, I mean I was going to be a sucker for it anyway because it's a, it's a period of history that I'm quite interested in I've always been kind of interested in the the Norse people um <laughs> as a civilization because they they were kind of crazy like how far they went how far they explored like not yeah. just raiding England and um France there's 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 very good um evidence to support the claim that the Vikings were responsible for creating the nation of Russia um there's evidence that they made it as far as North America. They definitely made it as far as North Africa uh, and as far as Turkey. Um, they were a very interesting people. Mm. Uh, and it's set in a very interesting period of of English history. Um, of course, when, when England wasn't a country, it was like Northumbria, Wessex and Mercia, like three warring kingdoms. And um, I like the sort of historical tourism that those series give you. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's dead good. I'm I'm really looking forward to to jumping back in uh, soon and, and and finishing off. I just literally had to take a break so I didn't get burnt out on it. Um, yeah, but that it's, makes total sense. Uh, yes, it's a really it's 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 again it's a, it's just a return to form. Um, I don't know. I hope that whatever is the next one didn't follow the same pattern that the last two followed, in that it's like 
a lot of improvements in in certain this areas. The, this is the cool, just interesting too one, much. and then the next one's just going to be the completely yeah, icon, yeah, 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 bloated one. And I don't, I don't want to like talk down um, Odyssey too much because it's it's great and like uh, it's it's set in um, a really cool time, a period. really really in, a, yeah, a re- like not just a really really cool time period, but a really really interesting focal point of that time period, mm-hmm. like the the Peloponnesian Wars. Like it's a it's it's a that's a really cool game. Um, I really like how since they've brought this game back with with origins they're sort of like embracing the sort of fantastical elements of um of the the series of of like the settings that they're in so there's a lot of like egyptian mythology in origins a lot of greek mythology mm. like you fight a gorgon and you fight a minotaur <laughs> and stuff like that in um yeah. in odyssey and then like you straight up go to asgard and muck around as odin in uh valhalla so uh yeah Nice. It's really good. That's um, cool. It's really, really good. I'm, That's I'm actually really piqued my interest way more because every time I've heard it on, you know, podcasts and people talking about it in reviews, it's just, <clears> oh, yeah, it's Assassin's Creed and it? it just does the same stuff and, you know, it's a bit more interesting here or there. But, like, hearing mm. you speak about that whole campaign system and, like, the more politicky side of it, and that sounds really cool. And actually, maybe I will pick it up like once I hit next year. I would really, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it it looks gorgeous mm. on PS4 Pro. Um, I can't imagine what it's going to look like on PS5. I mean, yeah. uh, the jump between PS3 Assassin's Creed 4 and PS4 Assassin's Creed 4 was like night and day. I don't know if it's going to be quite that stark, but um, yeah, either. I mean, it would probably look lovely if you ran it on your PC. To oh be god, yeah, um, yeah. But it's just that thing. But, um, it's like one of those games. That's a console game to me. Assassin's Creed. That's a kind of I yeah. want to sit on a big TV. I was going to hold game. off and wait until get until I got a next gen console, but I, I literally just bought it on <laughs> on um, Christmas Day because I was like, yeah, when I we need got the something. positive results back, and I was just like, <laughs> right, I'm stuck in the house and I can't even go and see my family on Christmas Day. It fucking sucks. I'm buying a game to cheer myself yeah, up. Yeah, I did that with uh, Far Cry Three one Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I completely understand that. You know, it's just like I need yeah. something, anything. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and I've, I've, I've had a great time with it. So nice. Yeah, if you like that series, uh, check it out. Um, maybe wait until it's uh, on sale or something, mm. which I think it already has been um, in the January sale. But uh, it's, uh, it's a lot Easter, it? of game. Yeah, it is a lot of game. Um, one, I'll just oh, actually one thing I forgot to mention. Uh, one of the things I found kind of annoying about Odyssey and Origins was the fact that it just like shits loot, it's just loot all the time. Loot up the wazoo. You just keep on getting loot, new armor, new weapons, blah 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 blah. And so like you get a weapon and you have no time to get attached to it because you find something better with higher numbers. There's not really much loot in okay. um, Valhalla. You have different sets of armor and yeah. like different weapons that. That fall into specific like types of trees. Like this is a bear weapon, this is a crow weapon, and it like they fit certain play styles. Um, but there's more emphasis, way more emphasis on this is your set of armor. I'm still wearing the armor that, I, that you get at the beginning of the game. Right. Okay. Um, but you upgrade it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you sense. get the materials to be able to upgrade the armor uh, rather than just finding new stuff. Um, and I much prefer that system. It's an improvement on the last couple in just pretty much every way. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, check it out. 
Um, but that's about it. Um, I'm sure I've played some other bits and pieces, but it's just my mind's been in a bit of a fog. Um, <laughs> Understandably. The last, like, few weeks. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so this will be coming out on Monday. So if you check in tonight at uh, when this comes out, then you will be able to catch me, hopefully, finishing off uh, until dawn. And check in on Tuesday. Yeah, or trucking Chazzy on Tuesday. Driving, Trucker Tuesday. Yeah, driving the great American highways. That's it. Um, check in on Wednesday to catch uh, Adam possibly playing more cannon fodder. I believe he'll be playing more cannon fodder. I hope he is. But from what yeah. he was saying on his stream uh, the other day, he was saying that it's a very hard game. Hmm. So maybe he'll be playing that. Maybe he'll bounce off it. We don't know. Yeah. Um, Thursday, uh, Andy will be playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider? Shadow. Sh- Shadow. Yeah. Whichever the one, it's whatever one was on PS Plus yeah. uh, recently. And then on Saturday, tune in again, see Chazzy playing some more, more Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium, more, more feels. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're back on the streaming train properly. We'll we'll try and keep up the the, the schedule, yeah. uh, get it updated, put it out on the Twitter so people know what we're going to be streaming. So keep an eye out on the Twitter, which is at LapsGamer. Um, I'm going to get some more stuff up on the YouTube channel soon. Uh, we should have very soon our full top tens up on the yeah. website, so over at LapsGamer.com. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Um, thanks very much for joining me, Chazzy. Thank you for bringing me along. Because <laughs> I have, I, I generally thought on this podcast, I can't remember what I've played, and I've got nothing to say. But yeah, no, it's been great. It's been good. Ah, you played more than you thought, man. That's it, man. Um, and thank, thank you very much for uh, for listening. Thanks for for joining us throughout 2020. Yeah. Hope you'll stick with us through 2021. Hope this year's a better year. Um, hopefully it'll be better. It'll be good for good for good year for gaming. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Catch you on the next episode. See you soon. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.